0: Hi, I'm David Farrier, a New Zealander who accidentally got stuck in America, and I want to find out what makes this country tick. Now many moons ago, something American came to New Zealand. It was 1995, and it involved a man named Jared.
1: This oven roasted chicken breast sandwich of Subway restaurants. It has five grams of fat. This is real chicken with fresh veggies and freshly baked bread. Subway, eat fresh.
0: Jared Fogel was Subway's secret source a man who allegedly plummeted in size after changing his diet to the Subway sandwich. In 1995, there was one Subway in New Zealand. By 2008, there were 200 Subways in New Zealand. And back in America, by 2016, Subway hit a peak of having over 27,000 locations. Of course, Subway started declining in popularity around the time Jared Fogle, Subway's public face, went down for possessing child porn. It was a PR disaster that Subway's never fully recovered from, in slow decline ever since. Still, it remains America's biggest fast food chain, followed by Starbucks and then McDonald's. Why am I talking about Subway? Well, I'm talking about Subway because it sells submarine sandwiches. Sandwiches. Americans love sandwiches. They love nothing more than getting some bread and filling it with a bunch of meat, vegetables, and mayonnaise subway, jersey mics, firehouse subs, they're all sandwiches, and Americans are swallowing them at an alarming pace. I want to investigate America's love of the humble sandwich, so get that dough in the oven and prepare to fill it up with a selection of condiments, meat, and vegetables, because this is the Sandwich episode. Fly
2: this. Fly this. Fly this. Fly this, bird down in America.
3: This in America.
0: What are your thoughts when I say the word sandwich?
4: I fucking love sandwiches.
0: You love a sandwich?
4: So much. All of them. I love a, a grilled cheese.
0: Oh, the classic. Classic yeah.
4: grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. I love a turkey sandwich, which is pretty basic.
0: One of the most popular sandwiches in the world and pop off at airports all around the world. Ugh. Airport's biggest seller, the exactly. turkey sandwich.
4: And I'm a buyer. I always get one at the airport. I <laughs> yeah. love it.
0: Did you? Because, okay, so I also love sandwiches. Peanut butter I, and jelly. Oh, it's, it's the best. Also classic. The, I go to a cafe that makes a really good P&J sandwich here.
4: Okay. And
0: they add extra peanut butter and jam for me because I just like it so gooey. Sometimes when I go and it's busy, yeah. they wave me around to the side window and they give me my peanut butter and jam sandwich.
4: Wait a minute. Why can't we say their name?
0: I don't, wanna
4: don't want say to say their name go?
0: because I'm afraid they'll get... They're already popular, so it's not <laughs> like they need a bug. And I'm worried if I name it, it'll get overrun. The line will double.
4: Wow. And I mean, so
1: selfishly, up. I don't want people
4: to it know doesn't, about it. Look, we've... Talked about places. Yeah,
1: Courage bagels, Maru
4: coffee. I do think it maybe had an effect on Maru, (laughs) but not that extreme.
0: This is another episode, but I do have an issue with lining up in America. Because in New Zealand, if there's a line, well, there isn't a line because the second a line forms, people give up. They're going somewhere else. In America, if people see a line, they go, wow, that must be popular. We'd better line up for half an hour. Yes. (laughs) For a, little, a tiny item. Oh. I I, lo- I was someone lining up for a little macaroon for an hour.
4: <laughs> it took about
0: two seconds to eat.
4: Wait, was, you did it? Yes. Okay. Angry. I will stand in a line, like mm. for an exclusive limited edition item.
0: Yeah, I've lined up at that coffee place with you, Rob Murrow, a lot. That line, there's a lot of funny people in the line because it's full of hipsters, and And so they're fun to look at.
1: And it goes quick, and part of it is just hanging out in the line while you get your coffee. Yeah, and it's nice if you've got company there, which is
4: why I hang out with
0: that macaroon. But honestly, we don't (laughs) do lines, but why are we talking about lines? Okay,
4: because, hold on, because you don't want to give the name of the great peanut peanut butter butter and jelly place. Mm. And we don't have to, Mm. but I will say the peanut butter and jelly place is a ding, ding, ding to something we absolutely have to talk about. Mm. which is...
0: Oh, yeah, so this... <laughs> okay, I can do this. So I... Yeah, I want to address this. So this cafe is on a walk that I do. Yeah. And you texted me yesterday saying um <laughs> I was on a walk and I was walking quite fast and intently, which is how I tend to walk when I'm on my own. Yeah. <laughs> and I apparently completely blanked you.
4: you didn't blank me in that <gasps>
0: Did I pass you?
4: Yeah, you passed me
0: I feel less bad about that So maybe yeah. this isn't a face blindness issue It's just being unaware of my surroundings
4: I think it was both Because it was hilarious So I was with Liz mm-hmm. And our friend Kate And we were walking <laughs> And all of a sudden You were in front of us Yeah,
0: I move. I'm a fast mover Yeah, She's long legs
4: you were moving so fast, your arms were kind of oh my, flailing. Oh my, were
0: they flailing?
4: <laughs> a little, because well, what you don't want to tell people is it was a hike. Mm. We were going downhill. This was a descent. And you... You
0: sound like a clown that passed you. <laughs> you
4: didn't. But what's so funny is you didn't notice me I was mm. my takeaway. Well, mm. I thought one of two things happened. Mm. One of three things. Okay. I thought you, you either didn't notice me at all. Mm-hmm. You saw a group of girls Mm. didn't recognize me Mm -hmm. or you knew it was me and and just kept walking so fast and hoped that i didn't catch you
0: we need to put the kibosh on the last one because i definitely wasn't running away okay i could you can't get away with that behavior that would be crazy
4: well it was funny because as soon as you passed i was like oh my god david's here yeah but I didn't yell. For one, you were moving. You were walking really fast. And so I thought, okay, he's like in a hurry. Yeah, he's on a mission. And then I thought, well, if option three was what he was doing, I don't want to then be like, David, like me out stop and talk when you no. clearly were avoiding no. us. So
0: you caught me in what I do when I go on a hike, which is I am listening to some really loud metal music. Okay. I'm in the zone. I, I didn't and I'm notice. I'm seeing nothing.
4: Did you have AirPods in? Yeah. Okay. I was like, they I were didn't jammed. See. Oh no, they
0: were jammed in. Noise okay. cancelling. Oh. When I'm on one of those walks, I don't want to be dealing with anyone. I'm just on a mission.
4: I get that. Yeah. But that's why I thought maybe you didn't want to deal.
0: i deal with you. No, right. if I saw you, I'd absolutely. Say I might hi. want to keep going because I'm in the middle of my walk. Right. But I would absolutely would say hello. I'm not into social suicide. Okay. Like I've got some limits of like how ridiculous I can be in the world. And I know there's rules. And one of the rules is you can't ignore your friends when you're on a walk.
4: That's great. Actually. Yeah, just so
0: you know. Throw a rock at me or something next time. Give me a fright. Okay. I get frights easily as well. That's another thing about me. If you tap me on the shoulder, I will jump and it will be funny.
4: Okay. That's great. I'll get some video. I was off to get the
0: peanut butter and jam sandwich at the bottom of the hill. Mm. Yeah.
4: It's
0: peanut butter now and jam. Now I know
4: about it. I'm definitely getting it soon.
0: It's really good that's my favorite sandwich any other faves that you have
4: yeah so I love a subway style sandwich uh, yes
0: because that okay so there's different styles right you've got yeah. your like flat between two bits of bread yes which you'll get at the airport often sure you've got your subway yeah and then I have a question about hot dogs because a mm. hot dog is technically meat between <sighs> bread. bread is that a sandwich
4: for me absolutely not that's okay. its own category. What constitutes a sandwich? I think we
0: need to define this. It's important. I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich. Right. But technically it should be because it's meat between two pieces of bread. (laughs) But you'd say a hot dog isn't a sandwich because it's one piece of bread and it's kind of like half cut. (laughs) Yeah. But a Subway sandwich, is that two pieces of bread? Yeah. Yeah, that's two pieces. It's
4: two slices. Maybe it has has to be be two two slices.
0: (laughs) Okay, we've defined that. (laughs)
4: Okay, I also love a grilled sandwich. Mm-hmm, yummy! I love a wait. I just remembered a type that we're totally onion? forgetting: onion, onion oh. sandwich, and not in your, cheese, in
0: your, no, in your cheese, cheese sandwich. Put a bit of onion. Yum, yum.
4: We don't have that here.
0: <laughs> we don't. We I don't think, do that here.
4: Wait, yeah, this is interesting. What kind of combos? So that's a common oh, combo: so cheese Zealand, and onion. The
0: ham and cheese is the biggest. I you also.
4: Fucking love a ham and cheese sandwich so much.
0: People will buy a little home grill just so they can have the ham and cheese. Uh, And when it, like, dribbles and oozes out the side a little bit. Got to be careful, though. It gets a bit hot. Burnt my (laughs) tongue many times because I've been too (laughs) eager to eat it. (laughs) I've never learned. 39, still getting a burnt tongue on the ham and cheese.
4: Jess does this, too. Every time he eats a sandwich, it's, like, hot and crusty. And then he calls himself Cuts Roland because his mouth is all cut up from the bread.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really, really good.
4: Wait, no, I'm forgetting a really important sandwich.
0: It can't be that important. It's so... It's left the mind. No,
4: it's so important. Oh, the breakfast sandwich.
0: What does that...
4: That's what we're having. We're about to have one. You don't
0: know about breakfast sandwiches? I know they exist. I think I've seen them on menus. I've never ordered one here.
4: Oh, they're so good. I mean, it's two pieces of bread, so it qualifies, two slices. Sometimes sausage or bacon... Egg is Mm. the staple. Mm -hmm. I made a really good shout out, Molly Boz, who is a chef. Mm. She makes cooking videos and she has a video for the smash patty breakfast sandwich. Sounds good. And you cook the sausage like a smash burger. You make a a smash burger. Oh no! Oh my god! Is
0: it a cheeseburger?
4: Yeah, it's a type of cheeseburger where the meat is really thin. It's so. Why good. is it called
0: smash? Is it because you smash it down real you quick because it's sm- so thin?
4: <laughs> you, yeah, you smash the meat when you make the patty. You smash it. Oh right. So it's the whole super burger or just thin. the meat? The meat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay so the meat is smashed super thin that's the smash Okay, so it's a completely normal so for McDonald's cheeseburger if I got the patty out and squished it down and inserted it back into the cheeseburger that would be a smash burger? it's
4: not you have to squish it while it's raw so that it cooks it's like gets almost crispy I understand okay
0: okay I'm with you
4: so then the sausage is that you make it into a patty and then you smash it so it's super thin you do like really thinly sliced shaved onions then you put that in the skillet and the onions get kind of caramelized mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you flip it and you put cheese on it and then it's on an english muffin with hot sauce mayo
1: mm-hmm. oh,
0: it's so good this is a sidebar but something that in america that gets me quite often is the scone because a scone. <laughs> scone that you get scone that you get in america a <laughs> it's different to a scone in New Zealand
4: oh what's the difference and
0: there's oh, it's just different and I I need to look into the recipe because whenever I see a scone advertised here or a scone <laughs> as you like to call it I always get excited and I'll purchase it and I'll eat it and I'll want to vomit
4: the, I okay
0: there's something I'll awesome. meet
4: you here because I am mm. not a fan of scones they're okay. way too dry
0: so dry yeah and they don't butter them here either it's just dry it's like there's nothing else on there it's crazy to me this is all this is great we're brainstorming future episodes so many good
4: episodes oh but okay i do want to real quick revisit subway Mm. because and this sounds similar so liz ding ding Mm. ding liz recently her and i were having a conversation about subway and she was like well that was when like subway was new and i was like what do you subway was new in like the 70s she was talking about like five years ago or something
0: all oh, right no and i was what? like
4: no no Subway's old it's and old she was really having a hard time
0: getting her head around that she, she didn't believe it popped me popped up sort of in the last five years
4: well hold on i have a little video of this but yeah. i should play because i was shocked because she's from montreal mm. so it did come there later
0: yeah, the same thing with New Zealand. It got to us late, you know. But and we, we loved it. Okay, so let me have a look here. I'm going to find out. So we got our first subway in, yeah, in 95.
4: Right. And, and subway, it's like the 70s, I think.
0: I'm just going to quickly check, <laughs> quick live fact check of when subway came to America. America. Well, it was formerly known as Pete's Super Submarines, which opened in 1965. Okay. And then it was actual Subway was founded officially 57 years ago in 1965 in Bridgeport, Connecticut.
4: See? The 60s. Yeah. And you guys just got it.
0: Yeah, well, we got it because Jared was such a good salesman. Like, when he came on board and it was that whole... Eat the sandwich, and you will drop down in size. Yeah. That marketing campaign went bonkers all over the world, and I love that Subway put all its eggs in that one basket. They're like, "What can go wrong if we put this one man in all our?" And, and it couldn't I have feel gone so more sad wrong.
4: Sad for them that that happened. Okay, hold on. This what? is Liz.
5: What did you just say? What did you say? I, with confidence, can say that Subway, at its inception, okay? When it
4: was, like, in two the decades. Like, No, no. <laughs> okay? Like, 2002 Subway is 2020 Shake Shack. oh
6: Shake Shack. Absolutely It was not. the
4: Shake Shack of Subway sandwiches. No. Now <laughs> it hasn't evolved, so it's Subway. No, Jimmy it, John's is the, sub, is the Shake Shack was shake shack version of subway now it's jersey mike's i don't have never been and when did you move to this country (laughs) so she's all askew and i think you maybe are too oh i
0: definitely am all the references (laughs) she just said i've been to shake shack (laughs) and that was yummy Actually that was the night I vomited actually at three AM. I had it at twelve AM and vomited at three AM. So that doesn't bode well. But it was delicious at the time. Well, that's because um, you were
4: drinking. Yeah, I ton. was drink
0: it wasn't Shake Shake, it was the drinking. But but my point is all these references and how much they've changed, I don't know what these places represent at all. Like I don't know what Subway represents, what Jersey Mike represents.
4: Jersey Mike's is so good. If they want to sponsor us Come on board, please. I mean, I would eat Jersey Mike's every day. I love it so much. Also, is a burger a sandwich? That's too independent. It's
0: two bits bread.
1: I think the patty that maybe breaks it out of the. It's the sandwich. patty
0: that changed. So the second you put a patty into a sandwich, it turns into a burger.
4: No, because, <laughs> I don't think so because what about.
0: It's the bun. It's the circular bun. No, it's, I think is it's a the, circular sandwich, a burger. It's yeah. the patty. That's the meat patty
1: that will, would break it out.
0: No, versus... a
4: breakfast sandwich has a meat patty.
1: Good
0: also,
4: point. also a tuna melt sometimes is formed into a patty. And that's
1: disgusting.
4: <laughs> no, I love a tuna melt. Oh my God. I love sandwiches. But that is a sandwich.
0: This documentary, it's big. And look, I just want to say, we're not going to cover everything in here. Yeah, this no, is the, a the, huge the, my topic. Doc, no, my documentary is small, is what I'm saying. The topic is big. Yeah. And so I have I had to go niche with this. Okay. Because I kept hearing about the Philly cheesecake sandwich. A as great being sandwich. Definitively a good sandwich. So I've zeroed in on that. And I know in doing that, there's going to be people listening to this that are like, why are you talking about this sandwich and that sandwich? The topic's too big.
4: Well, also, I know why, because this shows about American things you're learning about. And they do have sandwiches in New Zealand.
0: We do. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, that's a really good point. We absolutely do have sandwiches. We don't have Philly cheese cheesecake sandwiches. So I set off.
4: I do think sometimes you accidentally Philly. say cheesecakes.
0: Oh, I do. I just did it. I do it in the dock as well. <laughs> Cheese steak.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's tricky. Cra- <laughs> it's a tricky one.
0: <laughs> talking, says the clown who races past you, flailing his <laughs> arms. Stay tuned for more Flightless Bird. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Flightless Bird is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, I don't know about you, Monica, but I feel at my best after I've been on a big walk. If I get up in the morning and stay in bed, like, oh, I'm going to have a little lion, I get really sad. If I get out and start walking up a big hill or something, happy.
4: Physical activity, it releases endorphins. It's
0: one of the best things. As well as walking, here's a transition. Working with a therapist can help you get closer Mm. to the best version of you. Because you can't always walk.
4: I was supposed to have therapy today, Mm -hmm. and my therapist is out of town, and I feel totally untethered.
0: All oh, right, right. You didn't get your regular chicken. <laughs>
4: yeah. And I feel it. I feel such a weight off yep. talking to her. And yep. also during the week when things are coming up or even just little things, it's just helpful to... Put it in a bucket in your mind. Yeah, you know
0: it's going to be there.
4: It's going to be here for a bit, and I get to talk it out with her. It just helps.
0: If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, then BetterHelp is a great option for that. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if you feel like changing things up. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com/bird today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com/bird. Help, this episode of Flightless Bird is brought to you by Primal Kitchen. I got some of that ketchup, and an Australian friend was in town. In Australia, similar to New Zealand, we have similar foods, and they made sausage rolls. He bought the dough, he made the dough, wrapped the meat up, put it in the oven, and the thing that makes a saucy roll is ketchup.
4: And you supplied the ketchup.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Primal Kitchen ketchup, it was the organic one. They Uh do an unsweetened. The organic one is the one that I use because it tastes like being in New Zealand and getting like a hit of the best ketchup I've ever tasted in my life. So, yeah.
4: Yum. I really like their mayo because it has avocado oil. So it's a really nice, fatty, delicious oil
0: oil. I want to do a mayo episode of the show because Ooh. Americans are obsessed with mayo in a way that New Zealand are Oh aren't. my god, we so, should do
4: a mayo taste test.
0: Oh yeah, I'm so down. I'm discovering mayo I for the first it. time and I love that these guys have that as well. Ooh. Now it's the new year, resolution season and it's easy to cook more and cook well with Primal Kitchen condiments and sauces. They've got a lot of amazing products that have quickly become favourites for us. So yeah, Primal Kitchen products are made with high quality ingredients, good fats from plant based oils, no artificial sweet and most importantly, delicious flavor. Listeners to Flightless Bird can save 20% at primalkitchen.com slash flightlessbird or find Primal Kitchen products at your favorite local grocery store or retailer. I set off for Philadelphia to make this documentary mm. and this is what happened. I'm in South Philadelphia where I was neither born nor raised. I'm walking down South 9th Street It's incredibly Italian with delicious food everywhere. I walk past a shop window displaying all images of the mafia films they've shot in the area. And then I see it, on the other side of the road, a huge orange awning around the sides of the place. Gino's. It's about 2 p.m., lunch is dying down, but all the tables outside Gino's are full of people shoving sandwiches in their faces. I saw you eating there enthusiastically. Okay. I've heard this place is quite good. What do you think of it?
1: I think it's pretty phenomenal, I have to say.
0: What's your default order?
1: That would be the mushroom Philly cheesesteak with peppers and onions, provolone cheese on it, and then french
3: fries on the side with the cheese.
0: The Philly cheesesteak sandwich, it's what I've come to investigate. I've been told by multiple people to come to gym Stakes, but that wasn't going to happen.
4: But the big story on Action News this noon is breaking in South Philadelphia. Right now, dozens of firefighters are on the scene at gyms on South Street battling a two-alarm fire. Chopper 6 live over the scene as the firefight is underway.
0: Back in July, an electrical fault led to a huge fire, so Jim's was very, very closed. And so I've arrived at Gino's, it's been here 56 years. It's been at the same location for that whole time, opened in 1966 by Joey Vento. Joey named it after his son, Gino, who took the place over when his father died in 2011. I've come here to meet Gino.
7: Jeffrey Barris, I'm the general manager of Gino Stakes. Been here for 38 years.
0: This isn't Gino, it's Jeffrey, the general manager. Obviously, you're not Gino. How's Gino doing? Is he well? Yes, she knows very well.
7: He had prior engagements where we had to go take care of business earlier, and he had to get back to Delaware.
0: Considering Jeff has been here for over 38 years, I figure he'll know the sandwich game. I came here to learn about sandwiches, and he would be my teacher. He leads me inside. There's no indoor seating at Gino's, so inside means the kitchen. There's one table in the corner, and we take a seat. It's my first time here. I'm gathering it's a very passionate city about various things.
7: Very passionate. Passionate about, obviously, it's sports clubs, it's food, it's heritage, whether it be history or even certain nationalities that basically were born and raised here, like we're on the Italian market, which it's a street stand of fruits and vegetables that are in New York, Basically, I'm sure, in Italy and stuff like that, and that's where it originated from. Rocky ran through it. it
0: Rocky ran down down the street. i just walked down. And after Rocky ran, he sat down, he rested, and he ate a sandwich.
7: We're the sandwich capital of the world. Whether it's cheesesteaks, hoagies, porks, all derives from Philadelphia, mainly South Philly and that's where the bread basically is the best at and everything else. So you want a sandwich or you want a good Italian meal, whether it be Asian, Mexican meal, there's all kind of basically restaurants that are very popular around here. But when it comes to us, we're basically pushing a cheesesteak.
0: Just to rewind briefly, what's a hoagie?
7: Hoagie is what some people call a sub sandwich, a submarine sandwich or, or other cities, a hero, but it's a hoagie in Philadelphia and South Jersey. And basically that's similar to that, and we have the best one of anyone. Like, New York might say they have the best sub sandwiches, heroes, stuff like that. Subway, and not to offend anybody, compared to the real Italian hoagies, yeah. it's not even close. But they're the biggest chain in the country. You gotta give credit where credit's due. But when you want an authentic sandwich, you basically come to South Philly and you get cheesesteak, hoagie, or a pork, and you're gonna get the best. And put it in more perspective, a hoagie's made of lunch meats, Italian cold cuts, It is a salami, gabagol, Ham, provolone cheese, stuff like that. So it's not a hot sandwich.
0: I wasn't here for a cold hoagie. I was here for a hot steaming cheesesteak sandwich. What defines a cheesesteak sandwich?
7: Well, a lot of people make it a different way. And their modern generation think it should be chopped meat. And some people think you get mushrooms, peppers, and all that stuff on it, but basically a cheesesteak is originated with thinly sliced ribeye. And it was no cheese, it was just a steak sandwich with or without onions. During the course of the 40, 50 years of its existence, cheese was added to it. And it became one of the most popular, if not the most popular sandwich it is. Now it's an institution, a landmark for Philadelphia. But basically that's the original cheesesteak, it's thinly sliced ribeye. Don't let anybody else tell you anything different, whether it's top it around, sirloin, that's what the original steak sandwich was, and you got to use different kind of ribeyes. Which we use a steer, you know, it could be cow and stuff like that, whatever it may be. But that is fine, and we pride ourselves in the quality of our ribeye.
0: We get up, and Jeff shows me around the kitchen. They only take cash here, apparently to keep the lines moving faster. They have two windows: one serves sandwiches, and the other deals with drinks. They're open twenty-four-seven, only closing on Thanksgiving and Christmas. A giant grill sits between the two windows. It's a
7: big grill. Seven footer.
0: There's a cook there already, but Gino grabs some thin slithers of meat and throws them on. How many sandwiches do you you guys have made in here?
7: Over the years? Yeah. (laughs) Too many to count. Millions and millions.
0: The steak sizzles and pops. The grill is right up by the window, so when I look up, I look out into a bunch of hungry eyes. Jeff's grabbed a big tub of something yellow and gooey and shows it to me eagerly.
7: We have three types of cheese. We got the whiz, that's what I want to give you. It's the most popular. That basically is what the cheesesteak is now, is cheese whiz. We also use the American, what was the original cheese, and provolone.
0: To our left is Andrea, manning the main window where the sandwich orders fly in. She's tiny, but I feel like she's probably also pretty fierce. Good customers, polite?
3: Always, they're good, some of them. Some of them, no.
0: (laughs) You deal with them?
3: Yeah. It's
0: fun. In the middle of the kitchen is Frank, who's in charge of the drinks window. And you've got the coffee brewing over here?
5: Oh yeah, yeah, it's some really good coffee. Yeah. It's is an old school Philadelphia brand. I'm not a coffee guy, but this is a great coffee.
0: Great coffee. I'm not going to try and do that accent. The New Zealand accent and the Philly accent are so different, I'm surprised any of us understand each
6: other.
7: I never knew I had an accent until I went to Northeast and a friend of mine was seeing some girl over there and they were saying I really got a hard accent. I thought my friends had a harder accent than me. So I was told by many people that my South Philly accent really, really harsh. But don't know where it comes from, I guess. Just like New Yorkers have their own kind of accent, in different parts, whether it be Brooklyn, Bronx. I don't know what Manhattan has, but obviously they have their own. The same thing with Philadelphia, particularly South Philly. It's a great accent. I love it. Don't lose it. <laughs> you got a better one.
0: <laughs> As I watch all the activity, I look out the window across the street. I heard there's another sandwich shop nearby that's embroiled in some kind of beef with Gino's. Jeff's been here for nearly 40 years. I figure he'd know about it.
7: They're all the same corner. Well, obviously we're on the same street, but the opposite okay. corner. We both had the same street number. Okay. But one's actually on Wharton Street, and we're on Pat Shunk Avenue, and that so-called place did originate the steak sandwich. But we perfected it. So that's where we came along and basically started to seal all that thunder, which we did do.
0: Okay, so the place on the opposite corner of where we are now, I glance over and see a giant sign. Pat's, King of Steaks.
7: But... It was very nasty back back in the day, yeah, it wasn't fun. The original owners basically were friends at one time, and I guess the one didn't like competition, so then he basically started a conflict with Joe Vento, who was original owner, Gino Stakes, and as that escalated, it it heated up, and they were, uh, put it this way, friends, but in a very, very, very slimmest of of fashions, you know, for two guys that actually were friends when they were younger the owners now of that other place and our place are actually friends as time goes along generations change cultures change stuff like that and basically that's how it is now but it was heated for a very long period of time
0: I'm glad the battle between Geno's and neighbouring Pat's has cooled down but I keep thinking about how Jeff talked about Pat's
7: that so-called place did originate the steak sandwich
0: that so-called place he won't even say their name
7: we can- start to see all that
0: thunder which we did do which we did do hmm
7: everybody needs competition i always say that friendly competition is good slight unfriendly competition is good now if it was push, come to shove uh, a problem in both places we would help each other out
0: friendly slash slightly unfriendly competition is how jeff put it
7: frankie is the owner of that, and Gino, and they actually, there's a picture of, there was a picture of them in here.
0: He gets up and starts scanning a bunch of photos pinned on the wall behind us, trying to find the photo that proves the truce. And it's there. My eyes glance around more of the photos, and it's a treasure trove of celebrity. I see Guy Ferrari, Danny DeVito's been here, so is Cher. Jeff has his own favorite celebrity visitors.
7: One is Adam Sandler, who is a, a real gentleman, you know, came in and basically shook everybody's hand. Actually, there was a few of them like that. Vince Vaughn was very gentlemanly. Um, Nicholas Cage, he was a character. Jack Nicholson waited in line. Didn't want to come in. He wanted to stay in line. Like a reckon I walked outside and said, you know, you come inside. He goes, no, I'm gonna stay in line. Just like another customer and stuff like that. Very, very cool. People were actually afraid to confront him and ask him if it was him or not. And he was really, really down there. He had a fun thing to say, we were talking to him at the window and we have a, a, actually a celebrity book that they signed, and his autograph actually is a face of himself. So it was really, really, really cool.
0: As we've been talking, my cheesesteak sandwich is being completed. I'm handed this warm, foot-long monster, wrapped in paper. I duck outside to eat it, and as I unwrap it, the smell and the heat hit me. It's good. The paper's covered in grease, which is now all over my fingers. Alright, I'm about to eat my first cheesecake sandwich. Very greasy. Yum. Mm. Oh, it's really good. There's a lot of flavour. Can taste the cheese, can taste the steak, can taste the bread. A plus. This whole time, I keep thinking about Pats, the name that Jeff refuses to say. I can see it now staring at me across the street. It's time to go and get their side of the story. So I say my goodbyes to Jeff. As I leave, I notice the bottle he's been gripping this whole time. Every now and then between questions he's been taking a swig. What are you drinking? What's what protein nice? shake. You got protein in there. Yeah. It looks like it hasn't got any flavor in it. It's just it's just it's vanilla?
7: It's vanilla, yes. Do you ever t- think about putting a bit of chocolate or something in there? No, I like it like this. Quick and easy. Everything basically speed would make. I gotta get done.
0: I also have things to get done. But before I go, I meet Franco, who's just joined the line at Gino's.
7: I'm getting my
1: dad a, a cheesesteak with American cheese and raw onions. Which
0: has the best cheesesteak, do you think, Pat's or Geno's?
1: I prefer Pat's, my dad prefers Geno's. That's why I'm in line for Geno's right now. And people go ape shit for this stuff. Every sports game, the first 20 minutes of the game, they'll have an expose on the cheesesteak. With people eating them, people rating them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: And are you from Philly or somewhere else? Yeah. What is it about Philly that makes Philly Philly? Besides the cheesesteak
1: sandwiches? People think that everybody from Philly's mean, but they're actually kind, not nice. It's kindness, not niceness. That's, that's a big difference. What is the, because
0: I'm from New Zealand where everyone is either kind or nice. I'm not yeah, sure which. Yeah. What's the difference between the two?
1: Nice is surface level. Kindness is like I care about you as a person. That's the difference.
0: Niceness and kindness. Which one am I? Something to talk about with my new therapist. I head across the street for Pat's on the other corner, the sworn, alleged ex-enemy of Geno's. I meet with Carlos, the daytime manager, who definitely doesn't undersell things.
3: We're the Cathedral of Cheesesteaks, Pat's King of Steaks. We are the inventor of the steak sandwich. We've been around since 1930. It's the iconic cheesesteak place of all over the world.
0: He's right, Pat's invented the cheesesteak sandwich. The story goes that in 1933, co-founder Pat was sick of hot dogs, so went and sliced up some beef and onions, cooked it up, and threw it in a sandwich. A cab driver arrived and said it smelled so good he wanted some. The demand had started almost immediately. The cheese element, now deemed a very important element, arrived years later.
3: What makes your cheesesteak sandwiches particularly good, would you say? Our steaks are just made with the best quality of meat, best fine Italian rolls. We have all three choices of cheeses. Cheese Whiz is the classic, the original. We also have American and provolone as well. But cheese Whiz and onions is the best way to go. 90% of the people that come and visit Philadelphia absolutely go for the Whiz because it's the local way. There was just a crazy random fan that just wanted to buy multiple bags of cheese Whiz and Laid bare, naked in the street, and just covered himself in cheese whiz. With talk of the cheese
0: whiz done, I turned
3: the conversation to the cheese
0: wars—the alleged battle with Geno's.
3: There's never any beef, but who is the other place?
0: And like Jeffrey not saying the name, Pat's out loud. Carlos refuses to utter the word Geno's.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I heard they have pretty lights. They're good at changing light bulbs. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they're great at changing light bulbs. I don't know about the other thing.
0: And with that, he runs inside, returning with another greasy foot-long package. A Pat's cheesesteak sandwich. Probably just to shut me up. I'm too cowardly to tell him I've already eaten at the competition, so sheepishly unwrap it and start chewing. It's really good, but I've already got a foot worth inside me already. This other foot's a lot. I'm approached by a spindly-looking man with white hair and a happy smile. He's heard my accent. He used to visit New Zealand a lot when he was younger.
2: I only pray that I live long enough to do that again. I would move there if they'd have me. I would move there, I love that place.
0: His name's Mel, and Mel tells me he supplies both Pat's and Gino's with their soda. He's been making soda for 55 years with the business his brother founded in 1963. When his brother passed away, Mel kept it going.
2: Well, we have unusual flavors here. Red cream, birch beer, Stewart's root beer, We have tea here, also iced tea. As
0: someone from New Zealand, all those flavors just blew my mind just then.
2: Well, these are flavors that have around since the 1850s, a lot of these in this area. There used to be a company here called Frank's Beverage. They also had a flavor called Black Cherry Wishniak. We make that also. And that's very, very popular.
0: Mel tells me the soda is the perfect complement to the cheesesteak sandwich, which is why he supplies a lot of places around here. Like some kind of soda magician, he magics up a cup of root beer in front of me. It certainly helps get the second cheesesteak down.
2: That roll and the meat together, it's a beautiful thing. And the Cheese Whiz. These guys use a lot of Cheese Whiz, believe me, by the trailer load. <laughs> and for clarity, Cheese Whiz, it's cheese as a liquid, right? Well, I don't think anybody knows the secret of Cheese Whiz. <laughs> it, it looks like cheese. It tastes like cheese. Is it cheese? Who knows?
0: I look it up online. Cheese Whiz was first sold in 1952. In an ad back then, the substance's original ingredients were revealed American cheese, water, non fat dry milk solids, condensed whey, sodium phosphate, cream, Worcester sauce, lactic acid, mustard, salt, and colouring. That combo of ingredients is like magic sauce for the Philly cheesesteak, Philly's most popular sandwich. As I've been sitting talking to Mel, a line's already formed. I'm just hey, checking it out. I'm making a podcast about cheesesteaks. Oh, I love them Philly
6: cheesesteaks, man. <laughs> I love them. I love them. What makes them good? I think Philly got their own style of cheesecake. I travel everywhere, from Oklahoma, Texas, Florida, California, and it's nothing like Philly. <laughs> it's nothing like Philly's, man, <laughs> for sure.
0: I feel lucky to have experienced not just one, but two giant sandwiches and Mal's Root Beer, and the friendly slash unfriendly rivalry between two businesses who refuse to say each other's names, all on the very same street Rocky Balboa once ran down.
6: I'm going to a Philly game tonight, so yeah, so far I'm
7: loving it, I'm loving the food, I'm I'm loving the people, I'm loving the vibe, I'm I'm loving it, I'm loving it.
0: Stay tuned for more Flightless Bird, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors Flightless Bird is brought to you by Indeed. Now, what's better than finding quality candidates? Finding them instantly. For a powerful hiring partner, you need Indeed. It's the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in the one place.
4: It's really nice because when you need an employee, you've realized you've hit max capacity. And so you really don't have hours and days and weeks to yeah. go around searching and finding. You don't have to do that. With Indeed, you don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. You can just do it all right there. It's super easy.
0: Indeed's US data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. It does the hard work for you. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make... Every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit indeed.com bird to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash bird, indeed.com bird. Terms and conditions apply, cost per application, pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love Philly so much.
4: Wow. Okay. First of all, that mm. was fascinating. I loved that.
0: When I was talking to Gino's about all this, when he was talking about the place across the road and yeah. refusing to say the name, yeah, because I'd heard about the rivalry going in there, but to hear him refuse to say the name, it said everything you needed to know. It's
4: like the Hatfields and McCoys. It's like an old American rivalry.
0: Yeah, Wouldn't say a word about it. Wouldn't say it. Just that place.
4: Okay, and what was the best one?
0: This was a really difficult thing to review because at Gino's, I'd already stuffed a foot long. I ate the whole thing. It was like a while ago when we did the soda taste test. Instead of having a little sip, I made that mistake and just drank the whole cup. I have no impulse control, so if something's in front of me, I have to eat the whole thing. And I knew going into that situation that I was going to go and explore across the road, and yet I still ate the whole thing. My point being, Gino's tasted better, but that's because I was really hungry. Yes. Pat's, the originator of the cheesecake, cake. Okay, so we need to address this as well. So I can't say cheese steak, (laughs) I say cheesecake, but I'd like to add okay. that delightful man at the end of the documentary also said cheesecake. He also
4: slipped up. Yeah, he did.
0: I think that should be called a cheesecake. A cheesecake, no, cheesecake sounds so delicious. We
4: already have a cheesecake.
0: Oh, we do. That's right. Have you had cheesecake? Before? And I love cheesecake. Cheese-
4: oh, when I say
0: cheesecake, I say cheese steak. What the
3: fuck?
4: Oh, that's wild. That was real time. That all happened just in front of our okay, eyes. Okay, so
0: thinking really carefully about how I'm talking, yeah. I have had cheesecake yes. before and it's a delicious dessert. It's delicious. So we can't name a cheese steak a cheesecake.
4: Good job. Just slow it down when you talk. I get you know? excited.
0: <laughs> okay, so they were both delicious.
4: Okay. Did you taste a major difference?
0: They tasted the same.
4: They did. To be
0: honest, both of them just tasted like cheese whiz.
4: Yeah. Okay, this is so interesting. What color was the whiz?
0: Okay, so Jeffrey got out a big sort of vat of it in mm-hmm. um, Geno's, and it was just very yellow, like a dark yellow.
4: Okay, because when I imagine a Philly cheesesteak, mm. I imagine white cheese. Right. It's not provolone. It's way more melty right. than a provolone normally melts.
0: So you've it, had a Philly cheesesteak as well.
4: Many times, but you I've li- never had one from Philly.
0: All oh, right. So
4: maybe the yellow cheese whiz
0: is there. Is,
4: is that's their thing. I mean,
0: there was a mention of that guy that came with some sort of like festival going on, and they did have the guy that bought a lot of cheese whiz <laughs> and just poured it, he got nude and just poured it all over himself, which is so extreme. <laughs> There's also something else very American that happened. When I went there to record this episode, there'd been a big win for their local sports team. Mm. And people were on the streets, and everyone kept saying, they're greasing the poles. They're greasing the poles. And what the police do is <laughs> they put like Vaseline on the poles. Do you on have the... Vaseline in America?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Of course.
0: They were greasing up the poles because. People climb the poles in Philly. That's what they do. Just poles. Just poles. Street street (laughs) (laughs) streetlights. Like streetlights. Like telephone poles. So when there's a big game in Philly, Uh from what they told me, I might be wrong about this. The police go out and just Vaseline up all the poles (laughs) so that that Philadelphians can't climb them.
4: Wow. That is so specific to Philly.
0: Yeah. And every, it's multiple people. They're like, do you know they're greasing the poles? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, Why are wow. they greasing the poles? It's like in New Zealand, we have a problem with possums that right. eat all, our, they're introduced and they eat all the forest. Yeah. And so in New Zealand, they'll put sometimes a metal ring around the base of a tree and it stops the possum climbing up to the top. And I feel that's what they are doing in Philadelphia with their citizens, as is they're greasing
4: the poles. Wow. Just another fact. I want to revisit real quick the. Boy man who said when he started diving in about hmm. kindness versus niceness, being nice. Oh,
0: yeah, he was so lovely.
4: I have a whole theory around that as well.
0: Okay, I want to understand this because I still don't know the difference.
4: Okay. I totally agree with him that being nice is very it's being pleasant, it's very surface, and kindness is about actual care.
0: Like care and doing and yes. action.
4: Yes. The South, they're known for Southern hospitality. Mm -hmm. It's very nice, but I don't personally find it to be kind. Oh,
0: really? Oh, so you think it's all kind of surface. It's like in more of an image thing as opposed to... uh...
4: Yeah. Like everyone will, you know, you'll stop and talk. Everyone's so polite and nice and it feels warm. That's New Zealand
0: as well but do they're it. not really no, not. caring
4: because you'll leave and then they'll call you like, like a bad name. I feel like the whole name. of
0: New Zealand and the South is now turning against us. But in New Zealand, we definitely, I'm or maybe the South, I, I can do, say that it is this thing where in New Zealand, and this is my experience of it, I'm sure it's not everyone's, but it probably is, <laughs> no one wants to be The bad guy. So everyone is just always going through, desperately trying not to say anything critical or bad. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of niceness in New Zealand. Yeah. And it's not always the real deal.
4: Exactly. And then you don't know what's honest or true. It's confusing. Yes.
0: Where do you go in America, would you say, for kindness? Kindness? And how common Mm. is it? Philly, obviously, according to this gentleman I spoke to, Philly Mm. is kind.
4: That's a great question. Mm. I haven't been to Philly, so I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm totally deluded. Mm. I feel like there's a fair amount of kindness here. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like there's kindness here on the West Coast because we're surrounded by, we do have nice people in our lives.
4: But it's not nice. The like, nice, no one's kind talking to you. continuum the is
0: a really interesting thing. I've been thing saying this for years. Have. Yeah, i never even thought about it before. I assume they were the same thing, but of course they're different. Now I hear it.
4: Well, because I also say that I don't care about people being nice. Like that's not a quality yeah. that I need out of a person. Yeah. Uh, kindness, yes, but not being nice. Like I don't need some surface niceness. There's
0: also honesty that comes into the equation, right? Mm-hmm. Like There's like a triangle between niceness, kindness, and honesty. Yeah. That's kind of a thing. Oh, I will think of more about this. Yeah, I want to figure this out. There was another thing that I covered in my documentary that okay. I want to get into now. And it was sort of a random thing that appeared in my life out of nowhere. That was going to be the end of the doc. I go to Philly. Right. That was the end. But there's
1: more sandwiches to explore.
4: Oh, and then can I eat while this happens?
1: I did get an expert opinion on if a hot dog or a burger is a sandwich. Oh, please. And by who? Michael Voltaggio. Okay. Oh, la la.
4: What did he say? said,
1: I would personally not call it a sandwich. Most sandwich shops don't sell burgers or hot dogs. Most menus have both and would list categories as burgers or sandwiches. I would never say I would like to have the hot dog sandwich, please. I would say I'll have the turkey sandwich, mm-hmm. and I would never say I'll have the hamburger sandwich. That's but I will right. say I have I'll have the roast beef sandwich.
4: Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I mean, but we need to know what his definition Okay, look, cuz I looked up the definition mm. of a sandwich. Mm. A dish or food stuff where at least one piece, but typically two or more pieces of bread serve as the wrapper or container of some other food.
1: <laughs> a burger would fit
4: into <laughs> it that would. description. A he's, lot would fit in. Michael's he, coming from
0: like a cultural sort of perspective.
1: Which he did, I get. He did say if a burger is between sliced bread, that's a patty melt, not a burger.
4: Right. But Instead of a bun. Oh, he oh
1: this said
0: is it, so confusing.
1: At the end of the day, they're all heroes to him. Everyone's making up their own rules. It's not how rules work.
4: Okay, what about the chicken sandwich? The fried chicken sandwich is way more akin to a burger, and that's a sandwich. You would never right. call that a burger.
0: Right, 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 right. But it's, but in, it's in a
4: burger bun. Yeah.
1: This is getting crazy uh-huh. now. I mean, it's just a marketing thing. It's whatever <laughs> these restaurants are deciding to call it. Choose to call it and
0: shove it down our throats. Wow,
4: it's fascinating. All
0: right. Scrolling through my Instagram, it's a real insight into what I'm passionate about. A lot of the videos on my feed right now are cats doing that ek 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 thing. You know, the sound cats make when they see a fly buzzing around the room or a bird out the window. I could listen to ek 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 videos all day, but recently something else appeared on my feed a man reviewing American sandwiches.
6: Welcome to Sandwiches of History. Today from 1001 Sandwiches in 1936, we're making the Peanut Butter and Tomato Sandwich.
0: To be more specific, it's a man who reviews very, very old sandwich recipes. He makes them, as the recipe book states, and then eats and reviews them.
6: All right, while the tomatoes finished marinating in the French dressing, we are to spread peanut butter thickly onto bread. And now we put our tomatoes that have been soaking in French dressing onto the peanut butter. Okay, let's give this peanut butter and tomato sandwich a go.
0: His Instagram handle is Sandwiches of History, but his real name is Barry. I wanted to track Barry down to learn about what sandwiches used to be like before the arrival of Subway or the Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Like an Instagram creep, I friended him and slid into Barry's DMs.
6: I'm a large man (laughs) who makes sandwiches from recipe books that are old. As far back as 200 BC uh, to the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, I make them as written, even if they're poorly written, and I taste them. And sometimes they're good, and sometimes they have potential. And if they have potential, I'll plus them up, add ingredients so that they taste good for the modern palate. And then there's some that just go straight in the trash.
0: That peanut butter and tomato combo was one of the ones that ended up in the bin. What do you think so far has been the most offensive flavor that you've combined into one of your sandwiches
6: it's not so much the ingredient itself as it is the ratio or the combination so recently i did a banana lettuce and anchovy sandwich and i'm like okay that could work except it called for anchovy paste and it was just awful the amount of anchovy paste it calls for is cruel like i don't know why anyone would eat this or serve it to anyone unless i hated them
0: You wonder if people's palates have changed over the decades. What's your theory?
6: I think so. I think the palates have changed. People used to smoke a lot more back in the day. So that probably helped change their taste buds as well. You know, ingredients have changed somewhat over time, and that's been fun to learn about how, like, ketchup started off as actually fish sauce in China. But brought back to England, England kind of messed around with it, did some mushroom-based ones, some walnut-based ones got to America and tomato-based one was created.
0: Ketchup is what you call it in America. In New Zealand, we call ketchup tomato sauce, which is very confusing because tomato sauce is very different to Americans. Anyway, in America, Heinz is the big brand of ketchup, cornering 60% of the market
6: here. The great thing about sandwiches is they can, you can just put anything in there, any combination of things. It cuts across cuisines, tastes, diets, whatever your diet is, you can make a sandwich. Even gluten-free, you could use gluten-free bread and still make a sandwich.
0: Plus, sandwiches are portable. As we learned in the Burgers episode of Flight This Bird, a portable food is a winning food. Americans are on the go. They've got places to be, things to do, people to meet. And they've got to eat while they're doing it all.
6: Americans, we're not great at slowing down. <laughs> we're always going from one place to another, doing things, getting things done. I mean, the drive throughs at restaurants are evidence of that. He's picked up patterns along the way,
0: things America does and doesn't do to its sandwiches. Like at some point, Americans stopped buttering their bread as much. I'm sure some Americans still butter their bread. But back in the day, every American buttered every piece of bread.
6: Something that the UK and Ireland still does, but we do not do, butter bread. Almost every recipe in these books call for us to butter the bread. Even if there's butter in the filling, whatever the filling of the sandwich is, the bread gets buttered. I get asked all the time, why is that? Well, butter was easily attainable. You could make butter at home. All you had to do was churn milk. The other thing is calories. There's a good source of calories and fat. And then three, it acted as a moisture barrier so it didn't sog out the bread and have the sandwich fall apart. It could actually kind of keep this stuff together so you could eat the sandwich in a timely fashion.
0: Yeah, we are big bread butterers in New Zealand. I could never have a sandwich without buttering it.
6: Right. Here, it was the norm until probably, it seems like the 60s or 70s. And I don't know how mayonnaise got in, but mayonnaise got in.
0: Americans love mayonnaise. It's everywhere and it's delicious. It's pretty much a whole aisle at the grocery store. We have it in New Zealand, but we just don't have the mayo obsession of the USA.
6: I think it's got a slight flavor to it. It's got a definite richness to it. And it's got a mouthfeel that's different than butter. Butter feels like it's almost oily when you're rolling around on your tongue, whereas mayonnaise just feels kind of like a luxurious sauce.
0: Barry says as well as sandwich disasters, there's also plenty of sandwich delights he's discovered along the way.
6: One sandwich that did surprise me a little bit was the World War II sandwich from Britain, banana sandwich. In World War II, they couldn't get fresh bananas because, you know, war. So what they did is they would boil parsnips, they would peel parsnips, boil them, mash them, put in a little sugar and a little bit of banana essence, which is basically banana extract, mix it up, put it in between buttered bread. And I swear, you'd be hard-pressed to tell that that was not a banana mashed up between bread. It was a very ingenious way to get around the fact that you could not get banana and still have the sweet treat during wartime.
0: One thing Barry has to contend with that many foodies don't is the fact he's dealing with recipes that are really, really old. Times have changed since the recipes were written. That can be a problem. Was there anything from some of these older American recipes that you found difficult to get here in 2022?
6: Yeah, so some of the ingredients, like they'll say, open a box of sardines. I don't know what a box of sardines even would be. So there are some difficulties in getting some ingredients. I've had to learn what a salt spoon is, because that's a measurement they used to use. It's actually about a quarter of a teaspoon. I also have learned that they used to say things like put the sandwich in a moderate oven. And the moderate oven is from like three fifty to four hundred. So I've had to learn those kinds of things as well. But was the recipes back in the day were more art and less science. So One of the recipes in the uh, up-to-date sandwich book of 1909 says to assemble the filling, put it between the bread, dip the bread in a mixture of beaten egg and milk, and that's it. The instructions just stop there. And it's like, okay, I know, I'm going to go ahead and make the leap that you want me to cook this and not feed it to someone raw. They also do recipes where there's no measurements, or half the stuff has measurements, and the other half's like mayonnaise. like, well, how much mayonnaise? (laughs) Is this a recipe or not? What are you doing?
0: Along the way, Barry's been reminded that, like us mere mortals, American celebrities also love sandwiches. One in particular really loved them. And not ones that were particularly healthy.
6: The Elvis sandwiches are amazing to me. There's a few sandwiches that he enjoyed. One that everyone thinks has bacon, does not. It's the peanut butter banana, and then fried butter.
0: I look up an old clip from Letterman in 1987. He's got Elvis' cook on, Mary Jenkins. And she's making Elvis's favorite sandwich.
6: And some toast?
5: Yeah, toast. And then you're applying uh, what appears to be uh, peanut butter. That's right. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter? <laughs> applying the peanut butter. Now, was this a
6: recipe that you invented or Elvis oh, invented?
5: he went on a tour. Uh-huh. And when he came back, he brought this with him.
6: <laughs> One of the other ones he liked was called the Fool's Gold. It's from Colorado. And he apparently flew his private jet with all his cronies to... Denver sat in the plane, ordered like 20 of these sandwiches, they had them delivered to the hangar. They sat there, polished them off, and flew home. It's basically bread that gets hollowed out a little bit, jar of peanut butter, jar of blueberry preserves, bacon. And it is quite tasty, especially with a little chili powder on it. And then there's another Elvis sandwich that involves bacon and fried potato slices. He loved his sandwiches, and he loved his fried, and he loved his bacon. Like Elvis, Barry's
0: eaten hundreds and hundreds of sandwiches, more than the average American and certainly more than the average Kiwi. And despite having a very niche topic to pour his heart and soul into, sandwiches of history, Barry's confident he won't be running out of recipes anytime soon.
6: People asked me when I first started, like, what are you going to do when you run out of sandwiches? The Up-to-Date Sandwich Book of 1909 had 400 sandwiches, so it was going to be a while then. Then I found this one that was 1,001 sandwiches and... I, I'm never going to run out of sandwiches to me.
0: I really loved Barry because he just opened mm. up this whole other world. 400 sandwiches in That's one book. Insane. His Instagram is sandwiches of history. Ooh. And it's just every day, it's a new insane sandwich from America and the world's history.
4: I'm going to follow because some of the ones he was saying were insane sounding.
0: No, like. Aliens had come down to Earth, yeah. and we're just putting random things together. Yeah, he's got a tuna and peanut butter one that he. Ew! Made. I
4: mean, all these these weird... were written
0: in recipe books. Yeah. This is like here's a recipe book of a yummy sandwich to feed your family.
4: Even peanut butter and tomato, like what? That sounds horrible. Okay. Also, a lot happened while we were listening. Yeah, I want to
0: talk about that because I was. <laughs>
4: Is there a sandwich on me right now? Yeah, there
0: is a sandwich on you.
4: Where? Help, where? Rob
0: got us a breakfast sandwich to eat. And as I played that documentary, as you were listening at home or in the car, wherever you are, Monica was also listening. You were eating a sandwich at the same time. Uh Quite early on, you sort of plopped quite a lot of it on yourself. (laughs) Sort of fell apart all over you. That was very funny because it took you quite a while to clean up. Then eventually they were cleaned up and you were left with like a handful of rubbish, just like sandwich and bits of tissue and everything. And the bin, which is approximately half a foot from you, you went to toss it in. Missed. You then had to lean down to get the rubbish, but the microphone was in the way. And you sort of got tangled in the mic as you leaned. It was the most entertaining thing i've seen in a long time
4: oh my god you're not supposed to look at me
0: and i'll just occasionally look up and there'd be a new problem you'd found yourself (laughs) in was really good that was like a comedy routine so thanks for that
4: i wonder how long i had spilled you know it, it takes some minutes before i realize that i have spilled and Instead of you saying, "Oh, Monica, you spilled," you just nice. noticed it on my sweater until I noticed it.
0: It was good. It was thanks for that entertainment. You're clean now. You're doing. you have done I'm well. Fine
4: now. Okay, but sandwiches are messy often.
0: No, they are messy, and that's why I was saying the overloaded nature of them can be incredibly stressful because yeah. for me, the bread is always about giving you something to grab onto and like a little enclosure right. for the sandwich. And when that, when there's too much filling and the bread's gone, you're just left with chaos.
4: That's interesting. I'm always a pro more filling mm-hmm. than less filling. Okay. I think the bread is just the vessel to like hold it all together in the way you can, but I don't, mm. if it's too bready, I'm not interested
0: I got injured on a sandwich very early on in my American journey where I didn't know there was a toothpick in the middle and I bit in and oh. it punctured my gum down the bottom and I screamed
3: Oh! and then
0: I realized that in America you put a big spear through some of your sandwiches.
4: <laughs> yeah, and you were cut's farrier.
0: I, I absolutely was. It was so stressful. Oh
4: my God. When you're
0: having to hold sandwiches together, mm. clubs are fine. That's its own thing. Yeah. I've had sandwiches in America that aren't a club and yet they still require a device to be shoved through the middle of it to hold it together, that's a step too far.
4: Okay, well, watch your words because the chicken sandwich at Houston's is Mm. the best sandwich on earth.
0: And it comes with a skewer? Yeah. Okay. It's
4: very big.
0: I'll try it. And I feel I should try these things before I think about it too much.
4: Wait, and I want to bring up one other thing. This is a shout out. There's a Instagram called Celebrities on Sandwiches. Mm. And it's paintings. It's a person who draws a celebrity mm. sitting on a sandwich. And you can oh. buy these prints. They're amazing. I love this. She finds out what people's favorite sandwiches are. Like Kristen has one. Dax has one. <sighs> I have a print of Donald Glover on a sandwich in my kitchen. They're amazing.
0: Really good. Are they painted in like a really majestic kind of way or a very realistic kind it's of way? It's
4: more realistic, but it's a little bit like... Cartoonish.
0: I love this. It's a nice colored pencil. Okay.
4: Okay, colored pencil. Kind it's of... they're great. Hold on. Let me, oh, they're called celebs on sandwiches. Okay.
0: Adding that to the list.
4: If you paid attention to my 2021 gift guide, these mm. were also mm. on there. They're great gift. But oh look, there's a new one. Aubrey Plaza from White Lotus.
0: <gasps> What's she on? She's on the lettuce she, tomato. She's on a.
4: a caprese, is it a BLT? A caprese
0: sandwich. Ooh,
4: probably. caprese on focaccia. <gasps>
0: Yum. Yum.
1: Okay, now following that.
4: Uh Uh-oh, but look, Jennifer Coolidge is on a hot dog. So she believes hot dogs are sandwiches. I
1: I did get one more expert opinion. Okay. So Roy Choi Mm. says, a hot dog is not a sandwich. I don't really care that intellectuals say it technically is the same. (laughs) Meat between bread. A hot dog is not confined by intellectual definition. It's its own thing like Prince. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I love that, and I agree.
1: I do really like the people
0: we have weighing in on this. It's
1: great,
4: this and it also great. shows
0: how much thought everyone has already given to this topic. Oh, they, ask...
1: they both immediately said, "Oh, this this age old question."
4: Oh, wow. see, when you're in that that world,
1: yeah, that's all well, they talk
4: about. Let's ask Dax. Let's call him. Okay. Hello. Hi, you're on air. I wanted <laughs> <laughs>
5: This is ridiculous. <laughs>
4: what? <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, as the crow flies, I'm, what, 75 feet from you? Like, literally, I'm in my bedroom.
4: I'm
5: looking out the window at the window where you're presumably calling me
4: from. Yeah. But you I know. just wanted to get your expert opinion, armchair expert opinion, on whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich.
5: Definitely not, no right a ridiculous question
4: i know but like by technical standards
5: st- <laughs> is a popsicle a sandwich oh my
4: god no don't don't no don't do that <laughs>
5: don't do that
4: okay okay technically it's food in bread and that technically checks off the sandwich
5: no 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 <laughs> so is a croissant then so is a pastry so is a a pot pie a pot pie is a sandwich no <laughs> It's no. specifically between <laughs> two slices not- <laughs> of bread.
4: Exactly. Right. That's what David—we decided it was between two slices. We decided that. But the technical definition says it could be one. Anyway, I just—we're just getting people's opinions. We got Michael Voltaggio's, Roy Choi's, and now yours.
5: I have no business in that <laughs> grouping at all. You're supposed to ask me about cars.
4: I know, but
5: but it. it back up. What you said was it well, It's food between bread. <laughs> There's so many breaded items. Exactly. My Bisquick meat and cheese casserole.
4: Ooh.
5: Is not a sandwich.
4: No, no, no. I know, Dak. But that's not in between slices. Or it or is. It is. Oh well,
5: no! No, no. It's not slices. Right. But nor is a hot dog.
4: Well, this says an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling
5: between them.
4: And I guess the hot dog is technically one piece.
5: But you could also have... You don't even need to say technically. Like technically something you say when it seems abstract. It's clearly a single piece of bread. But listen,
4: listen. If you had a piece of bread... Like an yeah. actual piece of bread, and you put peanut butter and jelly on it, and you folded it. That's still a sandwich.
1: Where you cut it in half. It is,
5: and but if that. you if you don't fold it, it's toast.
1: Oh.
4: <laughs> wow. Is it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, it's so it has a piece to of be toast. folded. Okay, but the hot dog is folded bread.
5: It is not. It's it is not. a roll that you <laughs> slice in the middle. To make a little,
4: okay. I knew you'd have a strong opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I don't know that you could ask anyone else that has commissioned
1: a six by eight foot painting of a hot dog in a green field, which you know I have. Like, uh,
5: my, my affection and affinity for the hot dog is really legendary.
4: Right. Oh, actually, so you're saying this as a pro hot dog
5: consumer a pro consumer of hot dogs not a manufacturer right but engineer
4: but i would say it's pro sandwich to not include the hot dog but you're actually saying it's pro hot dog to not include it in the sandwich category
5: exactly it's incredibly disrespectful to the hot dog to lump it in wow. with a okay. fucking bologna sandwich
4: who else should we ask
5: <laughs> you don't think that's enough? Two world class chefs and then a hot dog enthusiast? <laughs>
4: All right, I guess that's fine. All right, we'll wave to us, I guess, through the window.
5: Okay. The only thing more sillier could be that I would be in the gym in Black Mole Paradise.
4: We uh, could just shout down them. to you.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> All right. all right. Well,
5: good luck with your verdict. I guess that at the end of this episode there'll be you'll declare.
4: Sure, but we all are in agreement, but we're just toying with the details, you know?
5: Oh, playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Debbie's happy. I like that. I like when you
4: You just really that. have to pull things apart. Like a hot dog bread.
5: Right, right. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Well, Thank you, Dex. Alright, love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> As you were talking to Dax, I just went through the transcript of my interview Uh with Barry from Sandwiches of History. Yeah. And he had this to say about hot dog
4: v. Sandwich. okay.
0: He said, it comes down to intent. Two pieces of bread with something in between. Now, I know a hot dog's hinged, but you notice that the hinge is not the same width as the two pieces of bread. (laughs) So the intent is that it's a sandwich. It just Wait. happens to be a hinge.
4: Wait, he thinks it's it is a sandwich? It's
0: kind of like if you go to Jersey Mike's or you go to Subway or whatever. The sandwiches are hinged.
4: <gasps> that's kind of true it's about Subway.
0: I think a hot dog is a sandwich. You, that's what I'm going to say.
4: You you just turned.
0: I've turned. <laughs> I've thought about it. I've digested the information. And that's just personally how wow. I spiritually Believe.
4: feel about it.
0: It's my spiritual belief.
4: Oh, wow. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to cause like a fight over your (laughs) spiritual beliefs. So, But I totally disagree. Okay. I'm with Roy Choi and Michael Voltaggio. Look, I can sort of
0: see why you would side with a couple of chefs (laughs) and a hot dog enthusiast over me. I'm not offended. Look, one bit of trivia I just wanted to leave you with, which is unrelated to this. But another thing, I really like Sandwiches of History and Barry. Barry is the head of marketing for Boomerang. Do you know what Boomerang is?
4: The app thing? Yeah,
0: on the email. So he works for Boomerang. In your email, I've got a thing. And you send an email, uh-huh. and then you realize you've done something hideously wrong. It hasn't sent it yet. It gives you like a 20-second delay, oh. And it's just the best invention I've ever come across. And I've saved myself so many times. Because you can check an email as a million times that it it's perfect. Hit send. And the second you hit send, you'll see something wrong with it.
4: And well, this, exactly. I mean, I think this just is a good bad addition. because then you just are, could constantly, you could never send a thing.
0: That's what I do. It <laughs> takes about 20 times. That's why it takes so long to do anything.
4: <laughs> 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 All right.
0: Just a little fun fact about Barry.
4: This was fun.
0: I said this documentary was going to get very narrow, but actually now I've sort of thought back at it. I think we covered every aspect to the sandwich.
4: Not every possible. No, throughout no. History, why are you saying Throughout it?
0: America, oh this God. is a comprehensive take with every expert. You know, we had chefs come in. <laughs> we had da- This was incredible. Okay. I think it's the best episode we've done. <laughs> oh
4: my God, you need to chill. What You're awards can we
0: submit s- it for? Such
4: declarative sentences. I love it so much. We didn't even talk about the po' boy or the Italian. So, no, we definitely did not cover it all, but okay. we did a good, a pretty good we job. We did a
0: pretty good job. <laughs> Sandwiches My <laughs> verdict is They're delicious
4: mm, Me too yeah. Am
0: I more American? <sighs> Come on I ate a sandwich While doing a podcast About sandwiches And I went to Philly And ate two big Foot-long cheesecakes yeah. Stuffed them in
4: You are <sighs> You are You're a hot dog Size More American <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs>